Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. You know, tonight I'd like to talk about、um, a teacher-a student relationship,、uh, mainly、um, because、uh, one of、uh, one of the questions、uh, was brought to me.、Uh, asking, I was asking、uh, about finding a teacher. And also recently, I've been getting some requests、uh, about、uh, getting himself and herself a teacher. So actually, the,、um, teacher-student relationships、um, comes comes in depths. Develops over time. A majority of our、uh, fellow practitioners here, and、uh, are not、uh, with any、uh, specific teacher. So my talk tonight will be、uh, mainly addressed to this、uh, very beginning.、Uh, Beginning of our teacher relationship,、uh, the beginning level. Why would someone need a teacher? What kind of a teacher that you are looking for? What is the quality of a good teacher? If you、uh, Realize and decide that you want to find one, and then where are you going to find that teacher? <laughs> I think we'll start with this.、Uh, if you are interested、uh, in this topic,、uh, exploring further,、um, uh, then we can discuss and address that、uh, another talk, talking about development of a wholesome teacher relationships and what's the Uh, you know how it develops over times in depth. Okay. As I said, most of the people,、uh, most of the fellow practitioners、uh, of this group,、uh, I don't think very, very only very few of you has a teacher.、Uh, that you have a teacher in your mind that you actually are practicing and following the instruction of the teacher,、uh, constantly checking with their teacher. So now, since we're practicing here, you know, Wednesday night, Zoom online, everybody can join in, listen to the instructions, and perhaps before you join us,、uh, you have uh, perhaps uh, 
experience or start practicing meditation through uh, all these self-taught um, channels or venues. Either uh, you read some books or, you know, and um, or watch the YouTube clips, videos, uh, as many as possible. They have done so in the past. And some of you have gone through that, um, that period of time. And then you decided that you want to find a center uh, to practice with. So then that, it tells you these self-taught classes or videos or books do not seem to work well. You're right, you're suddenly right on that. Because meditation or charm practice is not only through listening, reading, which goes through the process, the cerebral, cerebral process. which is how we usually learn things, read and listen. But charm practice is different. It requires more than this process in the head, in the brain, cerebral process. It is an experience a direct experience, an embodiment, embodiment involving your mind, your heart, your body, that takes effect physiologically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. So it's more than here. So when you read and listen and going through the process in the brain, thinking, analyzing, interpret that, uh, imagine, uh, fabricate that, okay? It is operating in a framework of your mental constructs. And that mental constructs is developed or somehow inherit from the repetitive patterns in the past, develop over time a mental constructor. If without a guidance and help of a teacher, you have very little chance. You could hardly break through from it, from this mental construct. Because you don't see any other way. You don't perceive differently. It is all processed here, so quickly, so directly. More often than even you read, recognize or notice that it's been processed already. 
you have already come to a conclusion. You have to get already given your judgments. You have already sentenced that person. Good, evil. Stay away from that. Your interpretation, your perception, completely conditioned or kidnapped by that mental constructs. So without the guidance and help of a teacher pointing you out, leading you out of that mental constructs and that box, it's hard. It's hard for you to see anything outside that mental construct. Plus, it's an embodiment that goes through the process and changes, transformation, body, mind, heart. So, we want to learn the method, uh, engage in the practice correctly, and also uh, learn the Buddha Dharma, the teachings, the correct teachings that shed lights in our life, that show us how things are. But how do we get that? How do we get to a teacher or a center? Yeah, something we can uh, we can touch, we can interact, we can ask, we can get response somewhere. A teacher, a center. And certainly, we we want to find a teacher. Or, or, or start practice uh, with a center, and that comes with credibility. Meanings, uh, either the teacher or the center, uh, that possess uh, with an authentic lineage that its development can be clearly traced back through history, directly traced back to the teachings of the Buddha. In the Buddha's time, you can clearly trace it back the authentic lineage and teaching authentic Buddhism. Not a hodgepodge or some kind of a new religion, new creation, innovation, drawing some from this, from, from that, some from that, and mix, created something new. That could be problematic because it didn't go through um, you know, go through the test of history. It has not withstand the examination um, and, and, and review. 
by so many people, by generations of people. The proof, it is useful, it's beneficial, it's effective, it's helpful. You are also need to see whether the teachings that the teachers deliver, that the centers uh, shares and provided are practical. Practical in a sense that we can be, that it can be used in modern worlds, in our lifestyles, in our life. In a way, in approach, in the language that we can understand and useful and practical in the modern life. Be able to adapt to people. That lives in the world today. If a center or a teacher in a certain lineage have this credibility, and certainly it would not be just one single teacher. And then either the teacher is associated, affiliated with the other teachers, other fellow practitioners in the same lineage, or they will have other also very, very good teachers. Because they are trained, they cultivate the practice in the same tradition and same lineage. If it's only one, like a start, the only superstar, uh, a figure to worship, then that could be questionable. Second, you will want to check out, you want to check out on the teachers and its fellow practitioners whether the conducts and the behaviors, how they behave, how they act, have caused harm to others, to their members, or even the society. That's, that would be totally against the teaching of Buddhism. And that's very the basics, one of the very basic teachings of Buddhism, not causing harm to others. But instead, we want to benefit others. So you, you want to check it out on that too. And if they meet uh, these qualifications, then that'll be a center. And they will be the centers and the teachers they will consider to practice with. To ensure you, 
that you will learn uh, a proper message correctly uh, in a safe way, uh, receive guidance uh, from a, a teacher or in the center with credibility to ensure yourself that you will receive the teachings correctly. And throughout the time, when something go wrong, when you need help, there will always be a teacher, teachers and fellow practitioners that can help and support you and accompany you on the path, on this path to liberation, to freedom. And you will not be alone and you should not be alone. So this is the very uh, uh, basic uh, uh, beginner level to make sure that you will learn the method correctly, not waste of your time. Okay, if you uh, if you practice with a, a, a teacher or or, or a center um, that you didn't learn the method correctly, or you didn't really absorb the teachings correctly to the, the correct view. And you may end up with wasting years of time without knowing that, that you haven't been practiced correctly, okay? I don't think anybody will want to waste their precious time of life. And then when you engage the practice to a certain level, that you had a experience, some um, had a, some experience. So you want to know uh, what has happened, or how to, how has how how does that review your practice? Whether you have been practiced correctly, and how you should uh, move uh, go forward from here, and. Um, you know, should you be stay on the same press? Um, you know, anything adjust in terms of how you apply the method, or you got stuck in some kind of a notion or concept erroneous that you weren't aware of. And then here comes the very, very important reason that you need to have a teacher. At this level, the teachings, the method, the guidance of the practice need to be personalized, tailored to your need, uh, your personality, how receptive uh, the teachers are, um, uh, your karmic capacities, all that. Everyone is different. So at this level, you will feel the need naturally that you need to have a teacher to guide you, to personalize the instruction, the teachings, tailored to your capacity and your need and help you to move forward 
that you may um, have various kinds of experience along the path and you want to know what they are and what happened or how should how should you deal with that if problems come up yeah so the teachers become quite important or if you are very serious about the, your practice, you want to fully engage in the practice, diligently, then a teacher also becomes a need that is indispensable. Okay. A good teacher will uh, confirm your experience if it is true. Uh, uh, generic. Uh, if it is not, he will also tell you. He will not confirm you falsely you know, giving you favors or winning uh, himself a, a, a good reputation of being a very capable, skillful teachers that many of his students have attained um, good experience or enlightenment. Definitely not a good teacher. But there are teachers like that. You know, he's so good that many of his teachers has attained uh, deep realization. If your teacher is like that, you want to uh, further <laughs> examine. A good teacher only speaks the truth, being very honest. The attainment, the realization of practice, how well a person practice. It's not a favor. It's not a good for self. It's not something to exchange for reputation. Winning someone's heart, definitely not. Definitely not a good teacher. You know, so I have said about the need why we need a teacher. What if without a teacher, what will happen then? Yes, self-taught, you practice, and then uh, you may spend many years of time practicing something. And if you don't, if you, uh, do not go astray and got into some trouble and, uh, you know, and still be okay, you know. Um, but if uh, somehow if you gain some kind of experience, 
oh, you may think yourself doing pretty good, you know, without a teacher. Yes. Reify your own experience. Then you become very proud and arrogant. And you think you're really um, somebody extraordinary. And maybe you mistake the experience that you have is already a very, very high attainment. But they may not be the case. You may not realize your own level of practice. You may have gone astray, far away. And you don't know. And still very proud of yourself. That's very dangerous. So with practice under the guidance of the teacher, a good teacher is safe, is very secure. You will not be lost. You will not be confused. Most importantly, you will not be practicing uh, wrong, going wrong. And if you have been practicing with a teacher, uh, for quite a good period of time and using uh, the methods and following in the instructions, but somehow you feel you are not uh, going anywhere. You can really uh, grasp and get hold, get, get a good hold of the, the, the method, the practice. And then try to work it out with the teacher and still not uh, be much uh, benefit from his guidance and teachings. The teacher will also know that. So the teacher will realize, come to realize that the causes and conditions um, between you two are getting benefit from, from the teacher is not there. Then the teacher will tell you, uh, you know, you should go for another teacher you know, try out a, a different method, which uh, will possibly be better for you. The teacher will tell you that, be honest with you. And that's a good teacher. All teachers are humans. All teachers are still practitioners. No matter how good a teacher is in our modern world, we are not living in the Buddhist time. Uh, no one is our heart. So we're still far away uh, from the level of a Buddha, the attainment of Buddha. So all teachers have their limitation. All teachers have different karmic affinity with people. If he can't help you, she can't help you, She'll be very honest to you. Maybe go for go 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 to go find another teacher. Okay, so both of you without waste your time. Then I'd like to talk about uh, 
what makes a good teacher? What are the uh, very important qualities of a good teacher? Well, well certainly uh, the teachers, uh, his or her personal experience of Dharma, uh, skills and teachings, uh, be able to connect with students are very, very important. And people who genuinely experience the Dharma have confidence. Confidence come from their experience, confidence in their experience, in their teaching. You know, uh, someone lack of confidence um, that you will not uh, see him as a, or her a teacher, right? But having the confidence in their own experience and their teaching, if they are not careful, a teacher's confidence may turn to arrogance. What happens actually is at the moment, at the instant of their experience of realizing the Dharma, uh, they're free. They're free of vexations. But after that experience, the vexations come back. The selfless state dissipate. If they hold on to um, that experience, the experience that I had an experience in the past, and take it into a scene, reify that experience, still live in that experience years ago, no matter how long ago. That becomes vexation. That becomes a self-attachment. Strong. And that's how when when they're when they become attached to that experience, they're in vexations and manifest as very strong ego. Arrogance. So a good teacher uh, will look out for arrogance. So it's very important to look out for arrogance. On the other hand, the humility is very important. And in Chan, in Chan history, most of the Chan teachers are very knowledgeable in the teachings. Uh, 
and uh, very knowledgeable in Buddhist teachings, in sutras, uh, in their understanding of the Buddha Dharma, uh, at least in China. But nowadays, people are not so grounded in doctrines, doctrinal teachings. It seems that uh, less, much, much less emphasizes or weight was put on, was placed on the uh, studying the doctrinals, teachings, understanding, uh, the teaching itself. So when one uh, becomes more knowledgeable about the teaching, and they will understand they're still very far, far away from uh, that ultimate level attainment. And they will continue to practice. They know from their heart, they need to continue to practice without end diligently. They're still far from that level. But as I said, nowadays, people seem to be less grounded in doctrines, doctrinal teachings. So once, when one become more knowledgeable and learns uh, the teachings well, a sense of humility will, gen general, will generally manifest. This is a very, very important quality of a teacher. To keep the vexations in check and also always have this mindset of a student, a practitioner. That one should continue to practice to learn without end. This is a very important quality of a good teacher. The second quality is their ability to connect with people. This kind of a connection, connectedness with people is derived from bodhicitta. Bodhi mind, your aspiration, the mind for awakening. The path to liberation, to freedom, is through interactions with people, not by practice solely, solely, in solitude, cutting off any interactions uh, from people completely separate from people. No, that's not the way to liberate, to liberation. And only through interaction with others, vexations will then manifest a lot more than you realize, than even you can imagine. So this is the path through engage, engaging with the people, 
mingle with the people, entangle with the people, interact with people. So all this vexations, the hidden underneath, deep underneath, suppressed, all these minute, subtle that you were notice start to surface, to manifest. So all sentient beings is actually our teachers. They show us how much, how much vexations we have and how deep they are. And through interaction, the good teacher knows that people engage, interact with people is the way to cultivation, is the way to freedom. It is the way how they learn to know, to understand people in diversity, to know people with various karmic capacities. It's the way how they learn to refine their skillful means to be receptive, to be acceptive. They show us the way to cultivate love, boundless love, unconditional love, and wisdom. Well, teachers are also human. You know, could make mistakes and have flaws. So if the students point out the teacher's flaws, they should be, if the student see the flaws of the teacher, they should, because one of the very important elements of a wholesome teacher relationship is honesty, being honest to each other. So when the students pointed out the teacher's flaws, the teachers may be affected because they are human beings, they're just humans <laughs> and they're their students, right? They're related. But the teachers will uh, quickly get over and they will examine themselves. You know, whether the, the, what the student says is, is actually um, is correct, is something they have done or committed, or is incorrectly. Either way, they accept. Accept uh, the students' uh, comments or criticism and their relationship with with the students did not get deteriorated. Perhaps conversely, be more appreciative. If it is correct, correctly pointing out their flaws, it would change. You know, what could be better when someone can point out your flaws and show you the way to free 
yourself from their vexation, their obstructions. Even if incorrectly, after re-examine themselves, they they didn't do that thing. They didn't say that out of that intention or purposely, you know, being accused, you know, ill intention. You know, they will then reflect what could possibly go wrong. So the student will perceive that way or mistaken that way. Or, you know, to result in that kind of conclusion about you. So this is the way they understand the students, the karmic capacity of the student, the karmic roots of the students. How the student perceive things? How should I conduct myself or behave in the future? So it will not uh, somehow not intentionally leading the student to still falling to the same uh, repetitive trap of perceiving things that way. And he will start thinking about, is there any way that he can help to uh, free the students to, or, or, or help to draw him out of that trap, out of that uh, perception mental constructs? Perhaps the teacher can, 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 can find or cho can choose to interact with the student differently. You know, all these things that to cultivate their skillful means. The teacher will not uh, uh, generate or, or arouse a negative attitude or emotions to that, toward that student. The third qualities of a good teacher is their commitment to engage in the practice. Their commitment to benefit others. No matter what happens, what happens to them, good or bad. They are committed to continue to engage in the practice. They are committed to continue to benefit others. Even they were wrong, they were harmed, or, you know, by others. They may feel discouraged, disappointed, but they will soon get over it. They're committed to the practice of the path to liberation. So these are the three very important qualities of a good teacher. Uh, you know, first, they, uh, their personal experience of the Dharma, uh, uh, realizing, uh, realizing things uh, as how they are, truly are and their skills in, in, in teaching uh, and being able to connect with the people and out of bodhicitta, the bodhi mind, okay? And not, not the, the regular friendships or, or, or connection, and, you know, uh, 
social um, uh, skills, but out of bodhicitta. The uh, altruistic mind to benefit all, all people. The third is commitment to the practice continuously and the commitment to benefit others. And then how to find a teacher. <laughs> As I said, the first, you know, you check it out on the teacher, uh, whether they have uh, authentic lineage or, and uh, how their teachings effective or datable to, to the modern world protocol that can be used during life. And, you know, um, uh, the actions and behaviors of the teachers and the, and, and the fellow practitioners has caused any harm. Uh, um, so that's important. Uh, whether, um, you know, whether the, 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 what te the teachers teach is congruent with uh, the teacher's action, you know. Um, just walk the talk, okay? And then second, um, you want to uh, consider the teacher's availability around you. Whether it's available for you. How the teacher can be available for you, connected with you. you know, nowadays, it's easy. Um, you may be only uh, you may be able to only practice with the teacher uh, in a seven day retreat uh, in a year, but now, I mean, now all the retreats conducted on Zoom, uh, online, and you can keep uh, the, keep your contact connected with the teacher again online uh, through Zoom, uh, uh, Google Meet. Uh, FaceTime, whatever, okay? And, um, you know, keep connected with the teachers and uh, what you have been doing, how you're using the method, what kind of illustrations or problems come up and check it out with the teacher. If there's no teacher around you or you still could not find or identify uh, which teacher you want to practice with, and then you just practice the best you could. And a teacher will manifest. I engage in the practice wholeheartedly, diligently. You're creating the causes and condition for that teacher to come in front of you. You're creating the karmic affinity within you, yourself, and which will link you to someone, to a teacher, when you're ready. So don't worry about where your teacher is Engage in practice wholeheartedly, diligently, the best you can, and the teacher will manifest. Will be in front of you, appear in front of you. 
and then you wanna. And the third, well, how you feel about the teacher? Do you feel connected, being connected with the teacher? Uh, you know, the connection, or we, we, we say the karmic affinity is, is something mysterious. <laughs> Sometimes it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to describe in words. It's, you know, because this karmic affinity or connection is working of lifetime of karma. Perhaps not just, most likely not just in this lifetime. And, you know, whatever the teacher says, it clicks, you get it. And the teacher seems to understand you. Know exactly where the obstructions, what happened, when, do you, uh, when the obstructions occur, what situation you are, you are in right now. And the guidance and teachings he gave you seems to be uh, worked out well. It's practical that you can use. You, you can feel the effect. And you will listen to the teacher, most importantly. And this is how it happens. They give you a teachings, you try that out, and then you see, oh, being feel, feeling beneficial. Oh, you, you see the changes going on within you. Uh, perhaps um, less anxious, less uh, tension, or a, a, a bit happier, relaxed, and then getting more and practice more, and you gain more confidence in yourself in the method, then the teaching. That's how the relationship, a genuine relation between a teacher and student gradually develop over time. Honesty, trust, confidence. And it's a two-way relationship, okay? Okay, so I'll end my tonight's talk here. Uh, any questions? 